the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. San Antonio, this is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. I hope you're having a great day. I hope the Lord blesses you. Let's take it to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, let the Holy Spirit go through this message that everybody absorbs everything that they need. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for living in and abiding in us. Thank you for the joy and the peace. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the opportunity to serve you, know you, love you. Bless each and every one of these listeners to gain wisdom, knowledge, and ask for the you to come in their lives if they don't have you. And ask in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, the message today is friend or foe. Hey, and I tell you what, I may talk a little bit. Yeah, I think I will. Jude, of course, there's only one chapter. Verse 16. Pretty cool. Let me tell you a little story about it. A um, few years back, quite a few years back, um, I was buying cars down on San Pedro. And there was a guy selling flowers. And I'd park close by him to walk to hit two or three dealers. And because parking's tough down there sometimes. And this guy was selling roses. And a nice younger guy, maybe a couple of years younger than me at that time. And he worked very hard and he showed up every day. And so uh, I'd come in one day and I noticed that the car dealer was over there waving his arms and walking off. So I'd bought some roses from him because they were great roses and they were cheap. And. Uh, so I said, uh, what's going on there? He said, this guy abuses me and fusses at me and cusses me. And I said, that car dealer does? And he, I said, yeah. He said, yeah. I said, well, go home. You got a Bible? And he said, uh, I think I do. I said, well, I hope you do. If you're not, I'll get you one. And I said, go home and look up First Jude 16 and see if that doesn't pertain to this car salesperson. Well, he owned a use use car a lot, but anyway. And first Jude sixteen says these people always are murmurs, griping and complaining, following following after their own desires, controlled by their passion. They speak arrogantly, pretending admiration, and flattering people to gain advantage. We'll discuss that a little bit today. It's kind of funny, in my opinion, because, man, that does kind of fit the car business. It's car salesman. Hey, it fit me. I could have been a poster child for that for years. So, hey, and give us a call here. There's no dumb questions. 210-340-9585. Go to Facebook Live. I'm on live Facebook, Randy Adams. You can tune in to us. You can see what I look like in real life. Hey, and thank you. I bought... I bought four cars in two days off of radio listeners. People need to sell them, people needing to get rid of them, people happy to get rid of them. But uh, give me a call, 830-708-4789. That's my mobile. Anytime, love to answer any questions. That's 830-708-4789. But give us a call here, 210-340-9585. Be glad to answer any of your questions. Whatever you want to talk about, uh, we'll talk about it. And you know what's funny is that sometimes I get questions off air. And people are saying, you know, 
I didn't want to ask that question. I wanted to act dumb. I said, I got news for you. I've had that question run at me 30, 40 times. So your question on air would help other people. Don't you want to help? Don't you want to educate? Don't you want to be a mentor to somebody? Maybe that'll open the door. Because we all drive used cars. I guarantee you we all do. So give us a call here at 210-340-9585. Barry will be glad to talk to you. But we're going to put Jude one sixteen up again. These people, and you know, car salesmen, car people are never happy, never content. You know, there's two kinds of people in this world, givers and takers. Givers are happy, content, loving, caring, helping, serving. But then you've got, you know, takers. Takers are never happy, never content, always murmuring, always griping, always complaining, and following after their own desires. And they're controlled by their emotions, their passions. You know what's funny is the number one rule in selling education, and you can go to YouTube, I've told you that, and I'll, if you give me a call on my mobile, I'll tell you exactly which ones to look for. They tell you to sell on that person's emotions, but they're emotional. They're passionate. They're passionate about money, about deals, about outdoing everybody else. They speak arrogantly. I mean, they make fun of customers, how dumb they are, how I've got them under control, how I made 10000 on them, how I've done this, how I've done that. Oh, man, are they arrogant. They make fun of you so much. I've seen it a million times, I guess. And that's, you know, I've been in the business 55 years. So they speak arrogantly, pretending admiration, pretending to build you up too, man. They want to build you up, make you think that you know what you're doing, and just laying you away, flattering people to gain advantage. Home field advantage. Come on in here, Bubba. Man, I'm your friend. I let friend or foe. Friend or foe. Will a friend take all available money? Will a friend... I, I bought a car last week. The car dealerships all wanted to give the guy seven grand for his unit. Of course, it kind of got around the car dealer situation, and I don't know how they're posting it or whatever, but everybody wanted I gave him 9500 for the car, and it made money the next day. I bought several cars this week that, you know, people tried to trade, and the dealerships didn't want to give them anything, and I bought them. So you've got valuable asset, but the problem is overhead. Let me tell you about overhead. You got it. We got it. The problem is people in business got it really big. That's our, our, our president would say, huge, yeah, huge overhead. And it grows every day, and it gets bigger every day. And there's people like me that work at keeping it low. You know, I, I beat CarMax again this week. No problem at all. But they've got huge overhead. Their overhead's as big as new car dealers, a million and a half a month. My overhead, I can't even tell you the percentage how much lower it is. It's so much lower. I'm a blessed person. The Lord's blessed me. And he he gave me this ministry. This is a ministry. I know a lot of people don't think it. But this is a ministry, helping people buying their cars. I'm buying a car from a gentleman's wife passed away. They've been married 57 years. She's healthy one day. She's not healthy the next day. Three days later, she passes away. And he's selling me the car. And he is so mixed up that he, he didn't know what I was telling him. He offered to take less than I offered him for the car. And I said, no, you're not understanding. I've offered you more money. But sometimes the car business, buying and selling, which we don't do every day, sometimes we get mixed up. I said, no, I offered you more than what you're willing to take, and I'll still give that. I'm not going to take advantage of you, especially this man who's mourning over his past wife. So, I mean, you know, and I've walked over to help get him paid. And I realized how many times would another car dealer not give him the money that I'd offered, taking what he had offered to take. But this man was mixed up. But the problem is the big secret. The big secret's the car business because we don't do it every day. Now, there's some people that are decent at it. 
And I talked to a lady on uh, on the phone yesterday, and she's decent at it. You know, and they've got some kind of system, and maybe they worked in it or they had somebody else work in it. But right now, we're in the middle of an explosion in technology. Explosion on overhead continue to go up. And overhead that's causing dealers to do anything, they're desperate. But what has the Internet? We're going to talk about what has the Internet changed the car business in the last 30 years, but what do I see for the future? I get asked this all the time because I was one of probably the first used car dealers to get on the Internet and go with autotrader.com, which, you know, nothing lasts forever. Autotrader's slipping big time. Uh, Car Gurus is coming on, and they're doing a great job. And so... We need you educated because you're about to be in a battle, a big-time battle. Cars continue to go up, and dealers continue to educate and search for every available dollar they can. An advantage. We were talking about flattering people to gain advantage. I had a call on another station on Sunday afternoon last week. guy walked into a dealership. I'm not going to name it. He named it on radio, but I'm not. But I'm sorry, he didn't walk in. He called them because he got on the Internet and they wouldn't give him a price. So he called them. He said, maybe something's wrong with y'all's Internet. You know, I mean, he's naive. He's thinking, you know, the way it used to be. Well, things have changed. They've realized that it's a disadvantage for them to give a price out. And he didn't understand that. I explained that on that radio show. He said, well, they won't give me a price. They told me I had to come in. They wouldn't give me a price over the phone. They wouldn't give me a price over the Internet. Well, see, dealers realize they shoot that price out there. You love to print it off because I tell everybody to print it off. And then you've got it in your hand. You know what's going on. You know exactly what you can buy it for. So then you're going to shop, 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 which I recommend. So now you've got the best price out of them. You walk in there, and if you've listened to my show enough, you've got your financing ready. You know what you're going to do. You know what you want to buy. Well, they can't switch you now because you got it in your hand. But, oh, they might have it sold. Just to give you an example, a lady went into a dealership. She called me. She said, I got over there, and they said, oh, we just sold that car. And I said, you sure? And they said, yeah. I said, I don't believe that. I said, how long did it take you to get there? She said, five minutes. I said, well, it's a possibility, but I kind of highly doubt it. I said, but what did they try to do, switch you to something else? Yeah, they tried to switch me to something else. They want that home field advantage. So if they will give you a price, when you get there, it may be gone. And it may not. maybe parked way in the back where you can't find it. I said, okay, that's the only color in town like that. She said, it's the only car equipped the way I want it, the color I want it. It was perfect for me. I said, did you walk out? She said, I walked out because they didn't have what I wanted. I said, well, just wait a day or two. It's amazing they're going to have another one come in. I said, I bet they didn't sell that car. We'll find out. Well, that was Monday. Thursday, they called her back and said, well, that deal fell through. I said, they didn't have a deal on that car. They want home field advantage to get you back in there. Now they're going to work in. They're going to price it up. She said, well, I'm going to go talk to them and see what happens. She called me later. Well, you're right. The price went up. It's the only one. And that's the only one I'll buy. And they know that's the only one I'll buy. I said, well, what'd you do? She said, I told them I'd give the figures they gave me for Monday. See, these guys will work any way they can to make more money. It's They're going to be there for 10 hours a day. They may as well work you to the limit. They're not going nowhere. They'll, they, they'll call in for lunch. They won't even leave for lunch. So they this is their livelihood. And you're trying to carve out a little time to walk in there to do the business? Every day I'm talking to so many people. But these the dealerships want that home field advantage. 
friend or foe, car salespeople, you know, come on in here. We'll be we'll make you the best price. Bet me, Buckwheat, man, ain't gonna be no no days like that. The best price, and I, I haven't shopped anywhere else. Well, if you happen to walk in there, get you prices from everywhere else. What you're doing, what the price are, what they're willing to do, so you know exactly what's going on. Exactly, because let me tell you something. It's your hard-earned money, after-tax money, and now they've got stuff that's. Priced to the moon? I'm telling you, we're seeing prices that's unbelievable. I was talking to a gentleman that bought a truck brand new. He's got a super nice Toyota truck. Told him I'd buy it. Dealerships are hitting him at five grand. I told him I'd give him eight grand. And so he said, well, I said, well, let me send you to the right place. I said, but tell him you've got your unit sold to me. And he said, okay. So I sent him to the right place, and they're going to sell the unit to me. But, you know, if he hadn't talked to me, and if he wasn't educated, been listening to my radio shows, he might have walked in there and went for that 5000 been 3000 more. Then he didn't know the dealer. He didn't know the games. He's learned the games. He's learned what add-ons are. He knows what packing payments are. He's already got his financing done. The good thing is he'd saved a bunch of money because he's owned the unit forever. And he started listening to my show three years ago. And what he do? He started making payments to himself. So he's got a bunch of cash to buy the next unit. So that's what you've got to do mentally, physically, and spiritually. Be prepared for a battle. You're going to be in on a battle. It's going to be a tough, tough battle. That's why I love Jude so much. It's because it tells the truth about some people. When when money is your God, you're going to act different. You're going to be different. The only problem is there's a bunch of them that go to churches. Do they go to church because they're thankful that the Lord has, has got their soul? Or they do they go to the church for fire insurance? Or do they go to the church for business? I do carry my radio cards recently because I've had a bunch of people ask me about my radio show. And I go to Cornerstone Church every Sunday morning. And I do get requests for that. But I don't carry my business card with me. I never have. Radio show, I've got people wanting to know when the times are and when the truth. But, you know, the truth is clear, but the ability to understand is imperfect. You know, that message to me, has made me realize that sometimes I give too much information too fast and I'm trying to slow down and letting it soak in. Because sometimes the truth is clear, but the ability for somebody to absorb it, understand it, and everybody's situation is different. Everybody's learning ability. But the problem sometimes is on that is your conscience. Have you smothered your conscience? Have you turned it off? Has it got an on and off switch? In which you know better. You know what you should buy. You know what you can afford, what your budget fits, what your needs are. But do you get over there and the emotions go to getting sky high and you get filled up with the rewarding yourself and you make that purchase? You know, do you make that purchase today that is going to haunt you for seven years? And I mean, sometimes it'll haunt you because there's a lot of months, especially during the year, because dealers are trained to get every available dollar, every available dollar out of your budget, convince you this is the perfect car, convince you you're not going to spend any money, convince you it's never going to break, convince you that you know insurance is going to stay cheap for the rest of your life, and it's not. You know, I mean... You need the Holy Spirit when you go in a battle. But we don't take the Holy Spirit with us sometimes. You know, we want the best for our lives. And I mean, I love Jeremiah nineteen eleven. you know, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper and not harm you, plans for a hope and a future. And when you come to me and you pray to me and I listen to you, 
And when I will answer you, and when you seek me with all your heart, you will find me, and I will come to you. The problem is we leave him at home when we go buy a car. We forget about the scriptures when we hit that car lot. We can see the 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 beauty of these new cars. They're not real pretty to me, but anyway, I like old cars. But we see that beauty. We get so excited. You know, we just can't live without it. We deserve it. We work so hard. And, it's you know, we got Uncle Sam as our partner. Isn't he fun? Oh, I just love him. And so we've got to figure out what's best in us. If you'll take the Holy Spirit, pray about it, walk in the Word, love the Word, understand the Word. And when you get in there for that battle, you'll have team members. You're going against six at the minimum, sometimes ten against you. The managers are watching you. The general managers are watching you. The sales managers, the closers, the team members of those, they team up. Hey, I'm not working with this customer. You you try him on. You know, personalities are different. Styles are different. Ages are different. And so they get somebody else to come in on you and help close you. That's all part of the game. But you need you need help. You need the Holy Spirit. You need word. You need to understand. You need to look at your budget. A little work saves a little money. A lot of work will save a lot of money. But how much money are you willing to give up for your transportation, for your image? Is your image what you drive? Man, my image changes every day. Whatever's got gas and whatever I think's make it around the block will fit my situation. I mean, I, there's no telling what I'll be driving. And I don't have to be the biggest in the back. I had that issue years ago. I tell you about it. I had to have the best. I had to outrun the Joneses. The Joneses tried to keep up with me. But it was all in my emotions, all in my desires, all in my hurts. Hurts? Hurts in buying a car? Yeah, you're trying to fill that void in yourself. The void of, I need something else. I want something else. I, I deserve something else. I deserve to be the best. I deserve to ride in good. I got news for you. I'm driving an 03 Grand Marquis right now with 50-something thousand miles. I think drives as good as there is out there. Gets 23 miles to gallon. Hey, and when I pull up to the stop signs, I can pray about it, giving money to the gentlemen or people begging for money. And if they don't ask me for it because I'm driving an old car. But if if the Holy Spirit leads to me, I want to pay. There's one gentleman I always look for. I kind of go out of my way to look for him because he's an older guy and he looks like he needs money. I love helping. I love serving. I love being your mentor. I want you to grow to be the best person, make the best decisions, and think about the future. Make decisions today that will pay off tomorrow. And get buy what you can afford. There's two kinds of cars, afford and can't afford. And that's what you need to think about. Your budget, your needs, your family needs. What's going to happen in the near future? You know, we're buying a vehicle today, and we don't know what's going to happen in three months from now. But we don't mind loading ourselves up. Remember the oil field guys? They went out and bought sixty, seventy thousand $70,000 Big Mac Daddy trucks, and they lost their jobs. Nothing's forever. This car business has changed. I'm trying to write a book about it. I'm starting to make notes on the changes in the car business in 55 years. But let me tell you something. I'm not sure I can keep up with the changes for the next two or three years because it's going to take me a year to write this book. And I'm not sure that I can keep up with the changes. Just like what we talked about, not wanting a price on the Internet, not wanting to give you a price on the phone. This is Randy Adams, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Call your friends and neighbors to tune in. We got a half hour. You can give us a call here, 210-340-9585. Get pen and paper. I'll give you my phone number later. But learn to buy and sell cars.com is free. You can find out what your car's worth. You can learn how to buy a car. You can email us. You can go to feedback if you're learning something like this show. Give us a good combat. Uh, 
uh, comment on it. Go to learntobuyandsellcars.com or go to randyadamsinc.com. We'll be right back. God bless you. I love you, San Antonio. is an auto dealership where you can buy from a dealer that truly cares most about your complete satisfaction before and after the sale. North Park Toyota San Antonio is the only dealer in Texas to earn Toyota's most exclusive and prestigious award, the President's Cabinet Award for 2013, 2014, and now 2015. This award recognizes operational superiority, high-volume sales, and most importantly, outstanding customer satisfaction. At North Park Toyota of San Antonio, we feature hassle-free, no games, no gimmicks, posted pricing every day on every vehicle. We don't mark them up just to mark them down. Every new Toyota comes with complimentary Toyota care, two years or 25,000 miles of no-charge maintenance with a complimentary car wash. And we will buy your car even if you don't buy ours. Appraisal purchase offer valid for 10 days from the date of appraisal. North Park Toyota of San Antonio, I-35 South, exit 144 Fisher Road, and 24 hours a day at NorthParkToyota.com. We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Now back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Hello, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Thanks for tuning in. We got Joe online. Thank you, Joe, for calling him. How, How you, you doing, doing today, Randy? Great. And you? I'm doing fine. I'm calling for a friend, okay? My son's girlfriend, she's a young girl, and he doesn't know what to do. And first of all, she's got about $1,000 saved up. Okay, now we we'll right. put that in the bank. Okay. So anyway, you know how people that they, uh, uh, that... They go to the salvage and the auction, and they buy cars, and they fix them, and then then they don't. They, uh, I guess they don't. They don't, they don't have a title, so they got to get a title for it. So anyway, this girl bought a car. You know, I think it's a 2003 Honda Civic. She bought a car from a person like that, and she had to wait for the title. She paid like three thousand, thirty-five hundred dollars for the car, and uh, and then and um, after that, the transmission went out. And so she took the the, the car to a, I guess a, a high end transmission shop. She ended up paying like a thousand bucks to overhaul the transmission. So and that was about a year ago. And so here in the last couple of months, well, she wrecked that car. She hit somebody from the rear, and her car is bashed in again from the front. So you know, I got it in my yard. And I'm looking at it, and I can see all the old welding where they fixed the car the first time from the auto auction, right? And so she's trying to decide. And then well, when she hit this other car, this last time all the the airbags came out in the front right right and so i'm looking at the car and i said well and she's trying to decide mr Ruben, where do i fix the car or do i go buy another one and you know i just don't and know she, uh, and what, she got the title finally right yeah she finally got the title and all that but but i told her man the transmission is worth more than the car i told her you know yeah. I no wreck you know. it's not worth nothing it's not worth fixing up i mean and and at the salvage sales i i watch the salvage sales i sell a lot of that stuff in the salvage and whoever bought that car out of salvage i guarantee you didn't pay more than two three hundred for it yeah, and they, no, they and didn't and spend much money on fixed. it and it may have a salvage title probably and so it's going yeah. to be tough to sell or do anything with uh, you know, you know so, so I don't know what she's going to do with that transmission. You know, you know. I mean, I, I, I mean, if it was me, I wouldn't want to fix that car no more because it's already been around through the salvage and all that. She had to get a title away for a title, and and but she put that money in that transmission, and I told her, well, the transmission worth more than the car. Well, so. she she got to drive it for a year, and so she got most her money back out of her transmission. Yeah. You know, if okay. she if she's drove it for a year because you know, where do you find a car for less than two hundred a month? You know, I mean right, and I, right. I don't know if she's still paying on it or whatever. No, she paid it off, you know, yeah. she paid it off in big payments. There's oh, a person yeah. that sell these cars, they require big payments. Oh right yeah, away. they you do. Know, you know. They won't you know, you know yeah. they make a lot of money on that stuff and you know, I I see that every day and I watch the salvage sale every day and and uh, I'm involved in it because I buy a lot of wrecked cars and resell them. 
very seldom do I ever fix one. If they're light hit, I'll fix one. But if they're hard so hit, if I or if, they're, to, if you convince well, her what? If I convince her to go ahead, if I convince her to go ahead and use her money to uh, buy another car, whatever, what does she do with this old car? This car that's it's not worth a whole lot. She's going to have to sell it to some salvage guy, you know. And and I've got yeah. Frank that I work with that buys cheaper stuff, and he'd look at it. And you know yeah. he'd he'd make her some kind of offer, but it's not going to bring more than probably at the max two hundred. Yeah, and, okay. I mean yeah. at the auction we see it every day, and I mean light hit. They had a light hit oh six Civic the other day, and it brought yeah. like four hundred, and it was an oh six, and it showed decent miles, like a hundred and thirty for the year. And so the, yeah. the salvage in it, she needs to make a better decision next time in, in what she's doing yeah, and yeah. what she's looking at. And she's and, yeah, you, and yeah. she's got another 1000 now saved up or not? Has she got yeah, any money she's got, now? Yeah, she's got about 1000 bucks saved up, you know, you know put it together with her. Is she over 21? She is 21. Okay. Uh, subprime, I'm going to tell you, she can probably buy a new car. With a thousand down, and get the payment stretched out, and if she'll take care of it, might be the way to go. They're they're financing right now. Subprime's got so much money. I've talked about it on other radio stations, but these banks get if they've got a a hundred thousand dollar CD and they only pay two percent on it. I mean they're bragging they're giving two percent now. Yeah. But they okay. they they can loan that out twenty to thirty to one, and so they're making so much money they're starting to take subprime. And she might go and talk to a Toyota dealer. My mobile number, uh, if you don't have it, write it down. Uh, I'll okay. give it out eight three zero seven zero eight four seven eight nine. That's eight three zero seven zero eight. Uh huh. Four seven eight nine. Seven zero eight. Four seven eight seven eight nine. Nine. Okay. Eight three zero seven zero eight four seven eight nine. Yeah. Okay. Give me a call, and I'll direct her where maybe she can buy a new Corolla. You know, and get her payments yeah. down where it'd be cheap, and it, in the long run, it might be better. She might look at. It'd be uh, better for her because you know. And then I'll give her. Girl, I'll give know. her. I tell you what, I'm going to give out Lightstream, L-I-G-H-T, Stream, S-T-R-E-A-M. Lightstream is financing. Uh, probably she can go online and check and get a loan through them. Then we'll direct her and buy her something that maybe is, you know, eight to 10000 in a low miles good little car. You know, I mean, okay, right now I've got E E you said right. Uh huh. Just like a just like a stream in the in the field, a water yeah. stream, right? Light stream. They're financing a lot of people. They've got a good interest rate. See, if you walk in to buy here, pay here, and there's about five hundred of them in this town, and she's going to pay twenty six point seven eight percent. Lady, a friend of mine that used to work for me called me and he said, "Lady, it works next to him in the office. She's about to pay nineteen thousand." For a car, what's it worth, Brandy? I said about fourteen thousand. Well, she's paying nineteen thousand. She's got two thousand down, and she's paying five hundred a month for seventy-two months. So I said she's paying thirty-seven thousand for a fourteen-thousand-dollar car. He said yes. She's about to sign the papers. We got her stopped. And I mean, you stop and think twenty-six point seven percent interest on. A nineteen thousand dollar car. They're they're putting something else in on the deal because it would only be twenty eight thousand total note at that interest rate. So they're add ons, packing payments. They're doing something to get it to thirty seven thousand dollars on the vehicle. Yeah. And so she, this is what she needs. She needs to go to Capital One and Lightstream and apply online for a loan. Light, like L I T E. L I G H T. Lightstream. Oh, okay, L I G. Uh, and she can go on the internet on She can go right? on the internet on it, and she can go on Capital One. Um, I used to have some more uh, numbers on here on places, All but right. they're, they're the well, two best. Yeah, the two best interest rate that you're going to find on a vehicle, and, and it works, and it works well. And uh, like I said, I, I maybe have a couple of others. And does she know her credit? She needs to go to F. Uh, she needs to go to FTC.gov. Frank Tommy F Charles. Yeah, Frank Tommy Charles. Gov. 
and see what her credit is. And then also study her credit and clean it up. And I also have, if she's got some issues, I've got a guy that will help her with her credit that's cheap, that's out of corpus, that works with people all over the United States, and he used to work with Dave Ramsey. And we can help her get her credit looking better so she can even get a cheaper interest rate. But right now, there's people begging for that kind of person you know, on her, on that type of deal. And then we'll go to work and making sure she's buying the right vehicle. I had a lady call me that found a grand marquee, uh, from her neighbor. And, uh, she described it to me and I told her, I said, this is what you need to do. This is how do you handle it and in everything. And this is what you need to give. And she got it bought. She called me Monday. She said, thank you, Mr. Adams. That worked perfectly. I love the car. I now understand what you're doing, and I I love it. And so, but there's ways of looking at purchasing cars. This girl may buy a Grand Marquis. I mean, I've got an old nine Grand Marquis with sixty thousand miles. It does have hail damage, but I mean, I can sell her that car for somewhere around fifty eight, fifty nine hundred. She can get that car paid off, and it'll last her for the next ten years. And get her 23 yeah. miles to the gallon. And they're almost bulletproof. I love them. I drive them all the time. I'm driving one today. So there's other options she needs to look at in her situation. Okay. And we're, and I, does she have a good job? Yeah, she, she's got a good job. And she works. She does. She's productive. She works. Great. Yeah. That's what we want. Yeah. she got a good church. We need her in church. Whoa. The Lord no, no, will bless no, her. No, 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 she doesn't. Well, she needs to. She needs to realize in life that she needs that Holy Spirit. She needs the help. She needs the manual of of life. The yeah. Bible is the manual. I wish I'd have realized the Bible has the information we need to know on how to live, how to grow, how to adapt, how to understand, how to get wisdom. You know, and and that's what we need to do, these young people. Show them that Christ will make a difference in their life. It made a difference in my life, and I was a pure heathen. I mean, I think my ex-wife thought I'd never get saved, but, you know, it happens. But we love to help, Uh, love to, you know, and you're you're making a good example. You're, You're her mentor right now, and you're trying to help her, and that's good. And help your son. Yeah, I'm trying and sometimes they don't want to listen. I understand that. I, 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 I've got a good friend who's a doctor, and he calls me, and then he goes off and buys crazy stuff, gives too much money, and, you know, he's a doctor. And, and he's a doctor that's a sociologist, and he don't make the big money. Used to not want in the times, and he kept himself in a trap on a vehicle. And I just couldn't believe it. And I'd I'd instruct him and, and walk with him and everything else. And he'd get over there and his emotions. Here's a guy that's a sociologist, supposed to know what emotions, desires, feelings, and everything pertains to purchases. And then he'd do it the wrong way. And so that's why it's so wonderful that I came up with, you know, the the saying that, you know, the truth is clear, but the ability to understand is imperfect. It's because we let our emotions, our desires take that over. And she got a hold of that good salesperson. But these guys got to be good salespeople to buy this stuff out of the salvage yards, rebuild it, band-aid it together, and slam it on customers. They got to be great salespeople. And and yeah. that's the key. And that's where she got in that trap there. This guy, you know, friend or foe. Was he a friend or was he a foe? Now, he may have acted like a friend. But was he a right. foal? He was after her money. And I guarantee you he yeah. didn't have more than a thousand dollars in that car and he sold for twenty five hundred. You know, I mean yeah. thirty five hundred made twenty five hundred on it and handled her for yeah. the money and watched her over the money and didn't care if the car lasted or not. And what man makes breaks. So, I mean, the transmission going out, I don't know if the accident caused any of that or hurt any of that. It's a possibility. But, I mean, transmissions don't last forever. It might have had over 150,000 miles, you know, and that's the that's the brake line. Either they make it or break it past that. Right. All right. I appreciate Thank you, Joe. I, 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 in, my, in my mind, I said, this car's not worth fixing no more. It's, it's really not. And y'all can you send know, me pictures you know. to my mobile, and we can go over it. 
you know, and and maybe you know if it's, you know, she's going to have to drive it without airbags because you can't right. afford to put airbags back in that car. Right. Exactly. Unless you go to the junkyard and buy them cheap, and somebody else puts them in, and somebody else flashes them, you know. Putting airbags yeah. back in that car may cost her, you know, another fifteen hundred, two thousand. Just depends on the airbags availability. Yeah, that's what I say. But y'all can send me okay. a picture of the car, and maybe she can get it up and going to save some money for a little while. I mean, is it drivable yeah. or not? Yeah, it'll, it'll drive. You know that uh, where it's pushed in the front, it does rub on the tire a little bit. But you know, it, it, well, get I mean, get it, it come along. And I can drive it. Get it come along, tie a chain around the tree, and pull it out where she can drive it, and take it to a front end shop. Cut out the airbags, glue them back down, and yeah. tell her to start saving money and go to Lightstream, go to Capital One, and start saving up some money. You know, if the car drives, it's probably worth maybe three or four hundred. But I mean, right. okay. you and your son and her, and if you'll send me pictures, I'll give you instructions. You can go to Northern or any place and buy you a come along and put a chain around a tree and, and pull out the right. fender, pull out the stuff and get it presentable, line up, you know, get you a hammer, line up the the lights, take yeah. the lights out and pound them around, get it where the lights are halfway decent. Yeah. You, know, you can spend a, three, four hours on that car and make it drivable for her, and then maybe she can start saving money. And make her put it in That's a bank account idea. and not touch that money. And get her something safer and better. This car may last her six months. Maybe she can save up and she's got a thousand now. Maybe she can get another thousand or two. And with Lightstream or somebody and that much down, she can buy her a pretty good car that'll last her for a while. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you, Joe. Appreciate the call. We got time for another call if you want to give us a call. 210 340 9585. 210 340 9585. Just like that lady was buying that car from Buy Here, Pay Here Place. It's a $14,000 car, and which is a high dollar for one of them, but they've changed, they've changed their buying habits. And they've realized that they've stepped it up. They were buying junk for two, three, four thousand. And this same company, and I deal with them. And now they're wanting to step up to get more money, get more money down, tie the people up and try and, you know. But, I mean, how do you go from 14000 to paying off 37000 charging a person 19000 and time they get through paying the note, they're going to pay 37000 for this car? And maybe you may have to, uh, Barry, uh, you may have to... Uh, you know, it may not outrun the note. You know, how many miles do you put on? How much do you do? What What's going on? You know, I mean, it's all kinds of answers and questions on this. On this, I mean, everybody's situation's different. Everybody's uh, lifestyle's different. Everybody's needs are different. Everybody's budget's different. But you know, we 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 don't think about what's going to happen. In three months, six months, two years from now. That's the key. You've got to prepare for the future. Look at the past. Learn from the past, but look forward. Don't go back. So, you know, we've got Rick online. Hello, Rick. Thank you for calling Randy Adams on LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. Yes, Rick. Hey, how you doing? Good. Yes, sir. Enjoy your show. Thank uh, you. Been, been, a, been a car guy. Possibly all my life. Started in the 70s working in dealerships and right. uh, service. Boy, it's a changed sales. since then, hasn't it? The business has changed, the cars have changed. I tell you, that labor rate's changed a lot. Also. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, what I was wanting to ask you, I know uh, we're talking about change. I've been thinking about I've been working in the service end of it probably for the last 30, 40 years, but. I was in sales, and I was thinking about going back to sales. Uh, what would be your advice uh, after taking a 30-, 40-year hiatus from sales? Now, back when I was sales, uh, the oil boom was on, and it wasn't too hard to sell then. It's so, the Internet, and I, and I was going to talk about the Internet, and, and you're, this is a perfect question. Honestly, the best salesman that I know in the area is a good friend of mine. He's been selling, I think, 35, 40 years. He told me he sold 21 cars the uh, 
in February. And of those 21, uh-huh. 12 were mini deals. And they pay $75 on a mini. The computer, due to searching for prices, has made it where dealers are not making the money on the front side, the where they get part. And as you know, dealerships used to pack the cars a little bit. Now they pack it a yep. lot. So you're going to be working on minis. I'd stay in the service department, I guarantee you, because it's steady. You know what you're making. And I'm going to tell you, a lot of these salespeople are getting out of the business because it's so hard on the Internet, and you've got to be young and a computer person to even do that. And they figured out they can take these young people and and work them hard so you don't participate in the F&I. And that's where they're making the money on F&I, is making it on add-ons, packing payments, um, dealer prep, and all this other stuff. So the F&I people are making the money. Well, the dealers are so greedy now, they pack them so high, the salesmen are not making any money. So now they're trying to figure out how they can do away with the F&I people. And there'll be a day in the next two, three years where it'll be a computer and you'll sit down in front of it, and there'll be a hourly person standing there walking you through the computer, signing you up instead of paying this fifteen, twenty thousand a month in the F and I department to those people. Yes. And so, our, uh, yes, our, sir? our sales manager, our sales manager back in the eighties, he he demanded that we read. And he bought a whole pallet of these books from Mr. Carl Sewell in, in Dallas that's right. called Customer for Life. Mm-hmm. Customer for Life. And uh, after reading that book, that kind of gives you a different perspective on service and uh, a little empathy for the customer. Well, are you at a new car dealership now? No, no, I work for an independent repair shop. Yeah, well, uh, new car dealerships right now are training all their service people to retain that customer and prepare them to uh, buy new. A guy called me on another station just recently. His wife went down to get an oil change. She came back in a brand-new car. It was a 50,000-mile brand-new kind of car, little old lady car, and he was he was about to kill these people. She went down there to get an oil change, and they convinced her her car was about wore out and it was time to buy a new one. She came home with a new one. They stole her trade, and she paid too much for the new one. But to service the right. people now are being trained to get that customer in and convince them they need a new car. Well, I tell you what, upselling is killing the business. Oh, yes. Up, Putting everybody in a bind. Upselling is absolutely, you don't want to go in and spend seven, eight $800 and then get six or seven recommendations that you need another $2,000 worth of work. You don't want to hear that. If I'd known that, I wouldn't have spent the first 1000 Right. Well, and I, I went through a bunch of customers the last two or three months, just like the same thing, come in there and, oh, you need to fix this. And then after they got it fixed, well, we found this leaking, we found this problem, we found that problem, you know. And they knew that all together. Time the people get out, they owe three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 on fixing the car. And a lot of that stuff don't need to be done. I mean, no, there, there's a little seepage, which is normal. And, you know, I had got tell me on a Corvette, and it belonged to a friend of mine, his garage was clean. There wasn't a drip. He said, I sent it in to get a rear end changed out because the grease was locking up on the positive track. You know how that goes, so it needed fresh grease and an additive. And the Chevrolet store, which are good people to me, and they take care of me, and that's where I send my stuff, they said, oh, Randy, this has got a power steering leak. I said, it wasn't on the floor of my buddy's garage. Oh, well, you need to see it. I looked at it. I said, that's normal. That's no seepage. It's no no big deal at all. But, see, they're trained to do that. Service managers at new car dealerships today are such vital to make more money in service and to sell. Yeah, and it's never enough for these owners because they get in 20 groups, and they brag and lie, and they stretch the truth on how much money their service department's making, how much the dealership's making. So then the owners go home, and they jump on on the sales managers, and they tell them, all these other stores are making more money than us, and we're not doing our job, and you're lazy, and you're not training your people. And so he hounds them, and they hound the salesmen, they hound the service managers, and here we go, man. It's a battle. Oh, it's all greed. And That's it. it. And 
and it's never enough. I mean, Warren Buffett owns sixty-seven dealerships. Penske owns ninety dealerships. They're you know, and they're all wanting to buy more and more and more and make more and more and more. It's never enough. Upselling, upselling has killed our business at this shop that I'm at right now. Our our business is off probably sixty percent. And it's all because of greed and upsell. And, and people don't have the money. Cars are costing too much. Parts are costing too much. Labor's costing too much. And people are pouring all this money in their transportation, and there's no money left to spend. They don't have the don't, money to spend. And I mean, right now, and the buy here, pay here guys are no, not doing nowhere near what they used to because people don't have the money. I mean, exactly. hey, business is good. But wages hadn't followed it up. People are not making money. In 1972, when I started in the car business at a Lincoln Mercury dealer, labor was twelve fifty an hour. It's one oh five right now. Oh yeah. Hey, try Ferrari. Try a Jaguar. Try some of this other stuff at one fifty, one seventy five an hour. Yes, sir. And I thought people were crazy to pay one tenth to put a headlight in at. At twelve fifty. Hey, Who's try gonna give a dollar twenty. Who's try, gonna give a dollar twenty five? Try two thousand for headlights on Corvettes. Thank you, Rick. We've run oh, out yeah. of time. God yeah. bless you. Thank you for the call. Thank you, everybody. My mobile number eight three zero seven zero eight five seven eight nine. I'm sorry four seven eight nine eight three zero seven zero eight four seven eight nine. God bless you. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Give me a call anytime. Keep calling. I get lots of calls. I want to talk to you. I will return if you don't hear from me in a day or two. Call me back. Thank you. God bless you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.